Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome. To the Dirty Sports Podcast, I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from St. Louis, Missouri, Joey No Chill Prano. St. Louis, Missouri. How's it going, Andy? It's good. Are you being held captive? What is going on over there? In in a sense, I am. Yes. Um, You know... We went to the Cardinals-Mets game last night at Bush. Ballsy li- lived up to her name. She landed us in a suite behind home plate. Uh, free food, free booze. I mean, they even, I walked in and they said, the, the, the woman who was in charge of, you know, the concessions in our, uh, in our suite, I walked in and she said, I heard you're a Miller Lite guy. So we got some Miller Lights in there. Even though this is Bush Stadium, there's some Miller Lights in there for you. And I was like, man, this is this is the way to live. It's going to be tough going back out into the uh, into the stadium with the pours today because uh, that's the good life. And uh, myself, the rest of the family here, a bunch of friends, we, we got after the free booze in the suite. So uh, last night I told Ballsy, I was like, I'm going to have to do dirty sports uh, in the morning. She's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be up. Of course, she's still asleep in the next room. And here I am in, uh, I believe it's her father's office. Uh, and who knows where, where anybody else is. I think everybody is out cold still. Well, it looks like there's manifestos on the wall. If you're watching on YouTube. This is actually, it's funny because you're like, what is that on the wall? And it looks like it's, you know, directions to a... Uh, to a, a hidden treasure it looks like what the goonies found in the attic uh that led them out to you know one-eyed willy ship but it's actually just how to back up your phone your iphone photos onto google photos that's the, the most the instructions old person thing ever boomerific right here oh yeah <laughs> like, what is this is this your manifesto it's just uh it's just how i back up my photos on my google photos i found a book the other day in the laundry room slash computer area where my dad had set up shop of basically every password my parents had ever had. I handwritten, love, I love hand, the handwritten passwords. Oh yeah. I mean, it was the most old person boomer thing. Do you think there's a boomer in the world who has their uh, internet passwords written down and in a, safety deposit box somewhere is there one person alive who has it like under lock and key in their bank to like honey if anything ever happens to me all of our passwords are in the safety deposit box (laughs) guarantee it guarantee it right it's gotta be one i will recommend though in all seriousness um people don't think about that stuff so luckily you know my dad was very organized he had all any password you figure there's going to be a lot of accounts on a spreadsheet and uh, not to make this take a turn, but like when, when he knew things were real serious, he told my brother, like, this is how you access 
the password. I'm just letting people know if you have a will or if you have older people in your family or friends, have it written down because if you don't, it's not easy to get into that stuff. I mean, the, the, the safety deposit box is one thing, but just think about, I mean, even now with, you know, young people pass away too. You know, can you imagine some young sure. person who's like pulling their brother in just so you know? And, and the brother's like, what is my brother who's dying of cancer going to say is the last word? My Instagram password is like, come on, get it out. Get I, was, it out. I was just thinking as we were discussing this, this is a stand-up bit where, yeah. where you're telling somebody you're like, oh, I love you. And my Twitter password is yeah. balls deep 6969. I love you. And my iPhone code is 6969. Delete all my dick pics. Remember me. <laughs> I'm, I might steal this, to be honest. I, yeah, I, it's all, it's, it's I, all I, yours. Because I was thinking, I, I literally you have dick pics on your phone. It won't work for me. I, I literally, actually, I don't. I delete them. You delete them? You take, you, you take them, send them, and delete them? Yeah, and then I delete the text, too. <laughs> Which, it's still out there. You know, but uh, I'm glad that we, that we could set this up, though, because you, you sound like you're almost trying to be quiet and be respectful for the house. Oh, me? You, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit because I don't know. I, I, I just went downstairs and uh, Ballsy's brother's like asleep on a chair. And I'm like, he doesn't even live here. I'm like, what? <laughs> we got lit last night. <laughs> Yeah, so if people were like, it's too quiet, I'm just, you guys blame Perry now because he well, you know, he went, he went ham last night. Well, I, I, I don't. Is anybody complaining in the comments? I'm too quiet. I mean, normally the the mic is a little further away, so I'm also being quiet so as to not blast anybody's ears. Yeah, I'm not too worried. I'm not worried at all. I in my earphones, I sound fantastic. So you're going to the game again today? Going to the game again today. Went. The plan was to go Tuesday. Uh, which was DeGrom day and today, but Tuesday DeGrom gets scratched and then the game gets rained out, even though it wasn't raining, which is like, I was starting to think it was me. Um, so they play a double header yesterday and sadly we could only get there for the end of the first game and the second game. I, I wasn't able to get there for the first game, which the Mets lost. I showed up for the second game once again here to save the Mets season. If they want to go back to the world series, they should probably let me throw out a pitch again. Just saying let Prano pitch again. And uh, we win last night. So I got to go again today and save the series, get out of here with a split. And uh, yeah, so we got, got tickets today back in the, back in the stands with the pours. And I got to say something, Andy, cause we, you know, this has been a big part of our show over the years. We've talked about, Dodger Stadium. We've talked about our love of stadiums. You know, I've only been to Bush once before. And the time I came to Bush before, I did a good loop around, but I did sit in the in left field. And um, you know, I said it's it's a fine stadium. It's it's okay. And was I spoiled sitting in a suite last night? Yeah. But also just being behind home plate, the view of that stadium from home plate everything in the background, the arch, there's a new building that's up and out there. I 
am upgrading my uh, my rating on the stadium. I I actually really enjoyed the ballpark last night. Really enjoyed the view. You know, it's a different perspective than I had last time. And you know, somebody Cardinals fans are probably like, "Man, you sat in left field." You know, like take it easy. And I will say, sitting behind home plate and not not the sweet thing, but just the view from behind home plate was exceptional. I'm bumping it up to an eight and a half on my uh, ratings. Nice. And it's, and it might've jumped into my top seven. Well, I'm actually, I'm ready to upgrade great American ballpark in Cincinnati as well. I I think I've been critical, but I was at the day game yesterday. They played the white Sox, and it hit me. I'm like, I think I've been too harsh and they've added a lot of stuff for families, which I think is nice, but I was sitting seven rows from the top right on first base. And I was saying to my buddies, we're seven rows from the top. We have a great view of the field. Obviously, first base, that's a great view. Great view of the river in the background, the bridges. And I was like, there's really not, you know, if you're in the corners, it's bad seats. But I think a lot of these ballparks now with them not being massive, not like the old days. You know, the old days, if I went to Riverfront Stadium, which was basically the same as the Vet or Three Rivers in Pittsburgh, right? They were all, they were, yeah. yeah, they were all those cookie cutter stadiums. If you were seven rows from the top, you could feel it. Oh, I mean, old Shea Stadium, uh, you, if you were in the upper deck and you were in the top part of the upper deck, you felt like at any moment you could fall to your death. Sure. It was so steep. Yes. It was so high. And, and that was those bowl. 70 yes. stadiums because they were like let's get as many people as we can going upwards and yeah it was it was those stadiums were the worst and um i you know i like to judge every stadium also like you can only judge it based on when it was built and the, the architecture we had then the technology we had then those stadiums sucked but they were all built in the 70s that's why dodger stadium dodger stadium is great because it's old and it's it's beautiful and it's nice and there's views from the walkways and whatever you know some of these newer ballparks like bush doesn't have great views from the walkways like if you're down there you're getting conception you can't see the field and and you know still be rooting for the game and a lot of the newer stadiums they they figure that out they're a little bit more open you walk in you haven't even gotten your seats yet you're already seeing the game and i love that but um you know bush is a little bit older than the the rest of these kind of new stadiums but I got to say, when you're at home plate, that view of the ball game and everything that's going on behind it, the arch and all that, it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. No, I feel you. I, I think they're in a – obviously, I'm very familiar with the, the city, St. Louis. I, I think they're in a good location as far as where the stadium is relative to you know, downtown, which is great. I want to discuss what happened at the Reds game yesterday with – Do it. Tony La Russa and the extra innings. First of all, La Russa, you know, hasn't managed since 2011. And he's 76 years old. And it was a controversial hire. We discussed it on our show, right? Because they bring back a guy who hasn't been in the game for a long period. And I think that the White Sox think that they are ready. The White Sox think that they have the team. And that, you know, I, I, I was surprised because, I mean, their manager, 
in the last couple of, I think he was two years removed or a year removed from manager of the year or runner up manager of the year, something like that. And they obviously believed that they were a manager away and that the answer was to go get somebody with a proven track record, somebody that knows how to win. And I think that the White Sox are ready too. Sure. And that was the question coming into the season. What do we think about Larusa? Is Larusa going to put them over the top? Is Larusa is is he still able to you know has the game passed him by? What you know it's it seemed like the White Sox think this is a safe hire, and yeah. I think everybody kind of agreed outside of the White Sox. You know, a seventy six year old man who hasn't managed in ten years, how is that a safe hire? And here we are. So the first thing that happened was the, the game was 0-0. Zero, zero. And, and by the way, before you get into this specifically, I'll just say again uh, about the La Russa hire. There's already been issues. People are already talking. Yeah. You know, some of the, I, there's grumblings. There's grumblings and, from the players. And and obviously they're right that, you know, like they're going to compete for the division. Yeah. They have a good team. So it all started in the ninth inning. It was a 0-0 zero, zero game. Just a great pitcher's duel. Sonny Gray versus Dallas Keuchel. And there was, at that point, five total hits heading into the ninth inning. So, complete pitcher's duel. He makes the change in the bottom of the ninth to bring in the closer. But then the closer starts halfway from the bullpen to the mound. The closer stops and heads back. And of course, everybody in Cincinnati starts booing. What, like what? Everybody's basically saying, "What's going on?" And I'm saying, "Well, it's a 76 year old manager. He, did, did he, like, did he make the change and say, wait, no, I don't want him to come in?'" So there's all this confusion to start. It was a double switch, and I believe it's Hendricks. The closer comes in, finishes the Reds off to take it to extras. But maybe this was part of it. I guess we learned he didn't even know the extra inning rule. So the closer then when the, 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 the extra, he didn't know the sort of addendum to the extra inning rule, which is the last guy up is going to be the last guy who made an out will be the guy who takes a, the runner on second base in extra innings, the free runner. Yes. And, um, but if the, the addendum to that is, if that is a pitcher, you can move it back one guy. To the guy sure. before him. Yes. Um, and LaRusa didn't know that and therefore put his pitcher out there. His closer, which right. like in an American League closer, a guy who probably has run the bases zero times in his life. Yeah. So think about that. So their American League closer is on second base to start the top of the ninth. I'm sorry, top of the tenth. And the White Sox had first and third. Third and third is the closer with one out. They try to steal second. Dude gets gunned down, and the Reds catcher after the game says, I knew it wasn't going to be a double steal. So that so that elim eliminating that worry, I knew the pitcher was not going to try to come home, especially their closer, like you're saying, who doesn't run the bases. So the Reds get out of the inning. Reds start with their own guy at second base. They win on a walk-off hit, one nothing. And La Russa, after the game, I give him credit for admitting, had no clue that in the 10th inning, somebody starts on second base. Now, there's a couple things at play here. 
first of all, the the extra innings rule is fucking garbage. I agree. This is we have to do something about this, and we have to do something about this immediately. That being said, you're the manager of a major league baseball team. You should know the rules. Somebody on your bench should know the rules. If you're too old to know the rules, have a guy sitting next to you who knows the rules. Some player on the team should know the rules and have the balls to be able to tell, hey, Tony Rusa, uh, you seem to not know the rule. So here's the fucking rule. Everybody, like, it's absurd that this happened. And with grumblings about LaRusa already, with people upset, like, this is a, an, an exceptionally bad look for Tony LaRusa. But again, I return to this rule is garbage, not knowing the fucking addendum to a garbage rule. I mean, it's it's Tony LaRusso's get off my lawn moment. Like 100 percent. It's this. It's this right here. (laughs) (laughs) Tony LaRusso needs a fucking, you know, manifesto in his dugout that explains (laughs) the fucking extra innings rules. Yeah, it's it's uh, the extra Tony. The extra inning rules are in the safety deposit box. It, it use the key in my night chest. Well, well, think think about from my viewpoint in the stands. So I went with a couple of buddies and uh, my sister in law and her friend and my nephew. In this, st- like Joe, we don't know what's going on, right? You were in the stands. So first, that weird change to bring in the closer. And then this happened and, and the steel and we're all, we're all the shrug emoji. We're sitting yeah. there going, what is going on? And obviously it made sense after the game when he admits, Hey, I had no clue what the hell was happening. And then like, why rule. are you even double? St- why are you even stealing in the first place? I mean, I guess the only answer is because these fucking rules are stupid and he's trying to get two runs for the price of one. And so that if the, if the Reds get a base hit, then the, you guys, the, the White Sox still win the game, ends up getting no runs. I mean, yeah, it's a bad look for Tony La Russa. That being said, can we do something like Major League Baseball has a lot of problems right now, and they're not doing a whole lot about any of them. The extra inning rule is the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah. The the league average is like fucking 210. The, you know, the these the idea of like, we're going to shorten games. Like if, if baseball is too long for you, get the fuck out. I don't, well, I think, I, like, I, I'm sick of catering to this. Like baseball is too long. Bullshit games are fucking three hours. I, I honestly, think, the seven inning doubleheader at first, I kind of liked it in, in COVID. And now I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Play fucking nine innings. I think, I think they do have a problem. You brought up the, 210 batting average. I saw something. Baseball's gonna have the worst hitting on pace. I and I and I don't I didn't read the article. I should have. Since 1968. I don't know if that meant batting average. Um and, and here's the thing: I am not big on making a ton of rules to over, you know, to, to putting more bureaucracy in the game of you can do this, you can't do this, but I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. Ban the shift. You have to have two guys on either side of second base. If you want to bring a third guy in, if you want to bring your fucking left fielder in or you you know, put him behind second base as well and say, this guy's never hitting it to fucking left field. So we'll just put our outfielder here. Fine. Two infielders on either side of second base. That's it. I, I ban the fucking shift. 
Yeah. I, I well, it's just of all I, the rules. Oh, w- w- this is what we do, and f- you know, we've been doing in the NFL for years. This is what they're doing. They they create rules that they think are going to help, and they actually make the game worse. And you know, banning the shift. I don't. I don't want to have to do it. But if we're going to do things like, you know, oh, a pitcher's got to pitch to three fucking batters, and what, like that's horseshit. You're worried about the, you know, you're worried about more school. And, and the other thing is like, oh, we got a problem with games being too long, but we also got a problem that no one's hitting. Well, which one is it? Because pitchers duels go fucking fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yesterday's game ended up a little over three hours. Think, think about that. Yesterday's game was 10 innings, a little over three hours. That was with five hits heading into the 10th. And, so, and it, so the, the point is, it's still a long game with no hits, no runs. And if you go, also, is three hours that long? Like, how long is a football game? Three hours? About three and a half. Okay, so it's shorter than football now with action. You know, people always go, oh, then nothing fucking happens in baseball. Football, there's there's eight minutes of gameplay in the whole fucking game. Well, I, I like my my viewpoint is, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So the game's been around a long time, right? Baseball's been around forever. Baseball, Andy. Baseball. Yeah. So we don't need to change the rules that have been in place. And you got to change some. Of course, you adjust and you adapt. And they used they used to have nine game World Series. We talked about that when I was in LA yeah, for which... like three for like three seasons. And 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 that's fine. Abandon, you know, they came up with a shitty rule then and they were like, this is stupid. We should abandon this. Yeah. So I, I agree. I, I think you gotta keep it keep it mostly the same way it's been because it's worked. But I don't like I don't like the guy on second base to oh, start horseshit. the tenth. I don't like the rule that you have to pitch to three guys. Horseshit. At the end of the day, most people who go such as myself and my buddies, we know, okay, Wednesday afternoon slash early evening, we're going to beat the game. You just know. You know it's a baseball game. Just like when you go to a football game, you know it's going to be long haul. And with that being said, I want to bring into another discussion, day versus night baseball games. I've gone to three games this year already, all day games. And I think it really hit me yesterday. And it was a nice day. You know, it was low 60s, one of those beautiful days where it's perfect spring weather. To me, it doesn't compare. Day, to me, baseball is day. Uh, listen, I'm, you know, maybe I'm just a, a, a lover of baseball. Like, but I'll, you know, I'll eat baseball during the day. I'll eat it at night. I'll eat it with, uh, in a house with a mouse. I don't, you know, like... I don't care, Sam. I am like, give me fucking baseball. Like, hey, 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 hold on. Excuse me. I, ju- I just got a uh, a, ho- a cancel hotline. You've yeah. been canceled because Dr. Seuss has been canceled. Oh, I forgot we canceled Dr. Seuss. Not on dirty sports. We're bringing him back. Uh, so I fucking love baseball. And, you know, listen, I love night games, too. And uh, but there is something special about day baseball games. Absolutely. And Part of the Leprano Kamish campaign is there will be a day baseball game every single day. Every single day of the major league season, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there will be at least one, maybe even, you know, maybe in my campaign, it might be one in each league, one day baseball game. So there's not, there's not at least one day day. No. I didn't know. I I would have assumed there was at least one day game, every game. No, unless, I mean, it hasn't been the last few years. Uh, If, if they're doing that now, great. But I mean, you, you went to a day game yesterday. I'm going to a day game today. So they're, they're more often, but in my campaign day baseball, every day, day baseball is great. It really is. Cause you still have your evening. Just the, the feel I'm not anti night, but my preference is definitely day. The feel of a day game. It just feels like baseball. There's a reason the Cubs didn't play a night game until 1988. I, it's just they a different didn't have lights. That's the number one reason. Yeah. They also decided to not put in lights until yeah. then. There's, I'm just saying there's a reason. I, I think day baseball is better for me. Like just, just for me personally, night's fun, but I don't know. I, like, like I would, I would take day baseball. And, and did you know Jacob DeGrom is the greatest pitcher in the history of day baseball? What's his ERA? Uh, it's something, it's something absurd. He also has one win during day games. <laughs> That's not true, but basically. Yeah. That poor fucking guy. So Amir Garrett got a seven game suspension. Dude, your boy is reckless at this point i mean what is his fucking deal hold on though hold on i'm not going to disagree with that but seven games seven yeah you know why andy because he it's like grounding your kid like he got grounded he got grounded again and he fucking snuck out the window while he was grounded and burned down the neighbor's house. Like this guy needs to fuck it. Like Amir Garrett needs therapy is the title of this episode. Amir Garrett needs fucking Valium. Like Amir Garrett needs to chill the fuck out, dog. I love the passion and it's good for the game, but he's a psychopath. Well, and he's not pitching that well. No, he's not. Well, I, look, I was, I was, in his corner forever saying he needs to be the closer. He needs to be a closer. They try him as the closer. Clearly it isn't working or it wasn't working. So I was wrong. I'm on record saying that I'm on record tweeting that I've been wrong. You're right. He needs to learn how to channel his emotions, but I do have a problem with seven games. The, the, the claim for major league baseball is inciting in quotes, a benches clearing incident, which he did. (laughs) Yeah, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. Baez is also responsible. Garrett Garrett is chirping, going nuts after the strikeout in Sunday's game. If you watch the video, Baez just jumps over the top of the dugout. Yeah, because what the Amir Amir Garrett just randomly like, and and one of the guys on the Phillies did this too the other day to the Mets because of you know something from earlier in the season. I think, you know, Dom Smith, who was part of that incident, said it correctly, which is I, I he has no problem with pimping home runs and he has no problem with pink, pimping strikeouts. And he has no, like the past. He's totally fine with the passion of the game. But these there's a new trend with these pitchers that they're getting guys out and then like, you know, 
flexing on the entire dugout. And it's like, when you're flexing on the entire dugout, what do you expect to happen? Well, Garrett's a lunatic. And I a hundred percent agree. And I'm telling, I'm, I'm saying this is one of those, this is uh what you call what's it. What's your boy from the Bengals who was kept Vontez perfect. This is a Vontez perfect suspension. It's like you're getting suspended for what you did, but you're also getting suspended for your history of being insane. Like well, at some point, you, you know, the multiple offenders, it's like, you know, if you get busted, you know, for possession, it's one thing. But if you get busted a second time, they're like, bro, you're just a, a reckless criminal at this point. Well, look, Garrett, he's a passionate guy. He's a fucking lunatic, Andy. He's emotional. He talks to himself. I don't know how much of that out there is him hyping himself up. He's one of those guys who does that. Sometimes athletes do it. I do that to myself sometimes. He's fucking Scarface. <laughs> he's like, say hello to my little friend. You're like, I'm here to get relaxed. Why do you have a machine gun? Look, you're going to get the good with the bad. He yeah. took on the entire Pittsburgh Pirates team a couple of years ago. Your lineup is so polluted. <laughs> I like Amir Garrett personally. I don't know him from what I've seen. I like. Here, here's my thing as a, as a fan of the Reds. I would rather have an off-the-cusp he might go a little bonkers type of guy. Cusp. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying, dude. But you come at a mere Gary, you better fucking take him down. I'd rather have him on my team than a lot of players. Sure. He, but you got to channel it. You got to. He's got to figure it out. He's gone for seven games because he got a guy out and then was like, I'm going to fight your whole fucking team. Who's the bad guy now? So you think you think seven games is justified? I I think it's justified only in the sense of it's a lot of games, man. Only in the sense of the recurring criminal activity. It's you know it's again he's a repeat offender. Also with baseball, like you know when it's always funny when they're like this pitcher has been suspended for three games it's like he's not even gonna fucking he just pitched yesterday he's not gonna pitch for a fucking week yeah but what's crazy about what happened there he's gonna miss what three appearances sure but what's telling about his strikeout when he strikes out rizzo rizzo doesn't rizzo looks at him and rizzo basically just heads to rizzo wasn't even doing anything yeah again it was Baez. It's the who, fiery Latinos. Who Baez is like, oh, you want to play? We can fucking play. <laughs> El Mago. I, I just think maybe I'm being a homer here. I just think that if Garrett gets seven games and Baez, who leapfrogs the dugout and runs on the field, gets just a fine, he should get a couple games too because no one forced him to run onto the field. I know he's having his teammates back. But no one's forcing him to do that. And and again, Javi Baez didn't try to fight an entire team two years ago. And he's not he's every day he's not trying to fight it. Like Amir Garrett has beef with everybody. I love it. Amir Garrett's like, fuck the Cubs, fuck the Pirates, fuck the White Sox. I'll fight Tony La Russa. I love it, man. I I think I think the Reds need that. I think, I think it, they I, need it too, but you need to, you need to like, you can't cost you seven games, dog. Like, like, like get fiery and get fired up and, and, and pimp your outs. 
but like he didn't even fucking pimp the, he's like walking toward Riz, like what, <laughs> what what like how did he see this playing out he's like i don't know he he wanted rizzo to fight him and well, then you're like look, and then you're like oh javi fought him it's like woof. he's had a rough start. start a fight I, I don't know he's had a rough start to the year and i think that it was a crucial moment in that game he got the big strikeout i think he was just pumped up i mean do we necessarily know he's trying to fight rizzo i don't know what he said but it's it's his body language i hate to go all john boy here but his body language is like i'll fucking kill you anthony rizzo and rizzo's like bro you already struck me out but i think we're done here he's like, yeah oh you you think we're done we're not done though you say i'm done <laughs> i like it by the way he went from scarface to tony clifton Well, you alluded to it earlier. It was nice to see you drinking some Miller Lights at the game yesterday. Mm, mm, mm. Shout out to Lori from the the Bush Stadium uh, event crew for putting Miller Light in the in the fridge for me. What a what a gem! What a peach she was. I know that's your favorite pastime, Miller Light and baseball. They go together. Go, like peanut go my, butter and jelly. Go on my Instagram, Andy. I, I I had I had a number of Miller Lights last night. I put it up. I said, uh, forget it. I'm at Miller Park. You know, there's no more Miller Park in Milwaukee. Miller Park is whatever ballpark I'm in from now sure. on. Sure. Miller Park is now rotating. Your park is now Miller Park because I was there enjoying myself. A, a number of crisp, cold Miller Lights straight out of the fridge. Crack it open. You got baseball. You've got a Miller, like, honestly, somebody, uh, I think it was Kyle Aronofsky was in the DMs today saying, Prano's, Prano's Instagram just so wholesome right now. What a guy, he just, he just seems so happy to have beer. And I was like, I'm like, it's true. I, you know, I am a simple man, Andy, a baseball game and a Miller Lite. It really doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Yeah. And look, guys, we got about a hundred and what? 40 more games of baseball. So next time you're at the ballpark, grab yourself a Miller Lite. And next time you're getting beers with friends, make it Miller time. Luckily, you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. And I'll say it again. I, I've, I've been saying it every episode now. Almost as almost as wholesome as me at a ball game with a beer makes me feel. One of my favorite new trends is dirt balls sharing the the photos of their Miller Lite when they're on the golf course, when they're at watching a baseball game, when they're watching a game on TV. It's become a new thing. Just like seeing others out there enjoy Miller Lights and what's going on with them. It, it really just it does warm my heart. Yeah. Now so keep- I, I did I did get a Miller Lite smacked out of my hands by Amir Garrett last night, so that was upsetting. But uh, hey, he's walking around ran- random baseball stadiums, like take your Miller Lite out of here. He's everywhere. Yeah, and he's got long arms. You know, he's a former basketball yeah. player. He 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 can reach those beers. One last baseball thing I want to discuss, and then we'll move on. I saw this oh, today. Lions episode. Okay, well, Andy. yeah. Well, I saw this the Strong other day. Baseball, I like this. Well, you, you know, I'm, and I said this. I'm going to go to a lot of games, and I'm close. I'm 
I'm under 20. I'm like 17 minutes to the stadium. It's an easy drive. Tickets are cheap. I mean, the tickets I have are $10 last night, like or yesterday. So my, my goal is at least 10 Reds games, and I should achieve that easily. So I'm going to go a lot of games. I did see this, though. I guess if they expand baseball, Rob Manfred would want $2.2 billion for an expansion, which I thought, well, that seems like a lot of money, but I don't know. So at this point, there's 30 teams. They haven't expanded since the Rays and the Diamondbacks. Right. Which would be, what, 98? So, you know, there's talk. There's talk if they went to two more teams, which would probably be the the end of it. But two point we always say that, but yeah. True. Two point two billion. But I don't even understand what what does that mean? What explain like what 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 does that mean he he would want two point two billion? But major league baseball would want two point two billion for a new cities team. Major league baseball would want basically $2.2 $2.2 billion in cash for you to, for the right to start a baseball team. Correct. Okay. That's interesting. So if you want to start uh, a team in Nashville, let's just pick Nashville. Yeah. And major baseball says, okay, we're going to expand. We're going to add two more teams. If you want to start that team in Nashville, it's going to cost you $2.2 billion. I think your boy, Russell Wilson, and uh, now single Melinda Gates get together, bring that baseball team to Portland that he's been pushing for a while. Let's start there. Let's get a, let's get a baseball team in Portland. Portland Antifas. I think we figured it out. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll be the team name, right? Just guys uh, lighting shit on fire. <laughs> We'll so, to figure out how to join Antifa. So, Russell, I'm sure it's pretty easy. Russell Wilson and Melinda Gates, not a Walk bad into pair. A bar. Yeah. She's got the money. He's got like the Jay Z vibe, you know? He's, he'll be, he'd be the face. By the way, you haven't heard too much about him. I, I think things have settled. I thought they yeah, would. Well, Aaron Rodgers is stealing his headlines. But I like, I also like day, day games, Mr. Unlimited Hot Dog Days. Come down to Portland's come to see the Portland bombers where hot dogs are unlimited. I like that. Dude, they you'd probably I, be like, uh, we're more we're into the soy dogs. We do soy dogs. Unlimited soy dogs. I did a great deal yesterday. So for 20 bucks at Great American Ballpark, you get five hot dogs. 20 bucks. Wait, say this again for 20 bucks. 20 bucks is what you, you get, get. Five hot dogs. Unlimited. Unlimited. Bags of laced potato chips. Wow. Unlimited bags of popcorn. Unlimited, unlimited. Unlimited bags of peanuts. What? And one soda that you can re- that you can refill like a cup for $20. $20. So think about it. Yesterday I went in with a group of six. And one of them was my four-year-old nephew. So in my head, I'm saying, guys, we each get a, each adult gets a hot dog. We get unlimited bags of chips and um, you went full Oprah yesterday. You get a hot dog. You get a hot dog. Uh, 
my you friends, get late trips. My friends were roasting me. They, they go, you have gone so full dad mode yeah. and you don't have kids. I carried in a little cooler with waters and juice boxes for my nephew. Like my, my sister-in-law didn't even bring this for her own kid. Kids, I, listen, keep, keep your ticket stubs. You get a free cotton candy at Kings Island next week with that ticket stub. You don't lose. Don't lose that now. Don't lose that now. Oh, they were roasting me. My friends, the whole game, you would have fit in perfectly. They're like, hey, Ruth, are you got any band-aids in your little thing you brought? <laughs> what else you got in there? Like, like what, what grown man without kids is bringing it? I said, guys, water's $5. If I can bring in bottles of water, why are we paying for it? But $20. Mama always said, bring your own waters to the baseball game. That's a pretty good deal, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, what's what's amazing about that deal is the five hot dogs, unlimited chips, unlimited popcorn, and but unlimited, one soda. Yeah, one soda. So is this is this like is this supposed to be some Midwest fucking dude deal? It's like, hey, yep, this is a one person deal. You're supposed to be eating these hot dogs yourself. But again, you can refill you because know, it, it's at uh, the dispenser. You can refill that soda. This is the most covid bonkers it's like listen we're gonna give you five hot dogs and five bags of chips so your whole family have it but you guys need to share this soda yeah magic like i'm in <laughs> <laughs> but you all have to wear masks also during the game yeah yeah trust me and and for the record the reds also offer the grown adult baseball helmet nachos that's nice i saw somebody eating it and i just thought Michael Magid, like he will for ne- forever now be associated with with the giant helmet nachos, the giant helmet nachos. But what I think more, I think more parks should do something like that. Yeah, like why? Why talk about a way to incentivize people? I saw that the Mets and the Yankees are offering vaccination shots, which is a good incentive to obviously get vaccinated and also get a free ticket to a ball game. Yeah, and I guess they're changing the uh, the rules in terms of attendance. And I guess at some point, with with this rule, with this in New York, they're going to say the vaccinated sections can essentially be full baseball sections. Correct, and that there will, there will still be, uh, you know, spaced out non vaccine sections. It's very it's very weird. It's, it's crazy world we're living in. It is a crazy world. Tony but- Larusa just heard about COVID. By the way, he's like, "What? What's what is this?" <laughs> I mean, I had, I've had Corona beers. What's a coronavirus? Like, Larusa, where have you been? I know like, Larusa. Oh, since 2011, I've been asleep on a golf course in Arizona. You know how he got a DUI before the season started. I don't know if you know this. His DUI was actually he was riding a horse and buggy on a stagecoach. Yeah, that's that's how it went down. the The police knew he was drunk when the wheel fell off his wagon. Ladies and gentlemen, try the uh, chicken fingers. We'll be here all week. <laughs> Dude, I uh, I want to talk some NBA now. Let's we, do it. Talked a lot of baseball. So LeBron is back, and then he and then he's back out. Mm-hmm. In particular, I want to talk about one thing he said. Oh boy, here we go. Which I think is a mistake. I, I think, and I think we should break this down. So LeBron is back. Obviously, the Lakers need him. His ankle's still jacked up. But he said this verbatim 
after he played his first or second game back. He said, I don't think I will ever get back to 100% in my career. I don't think he should say that. Why? Because I'm a big fan of the mental part of sports. And he has been the perennial best player in the league for 15 plus years. Mm -hmm. You and I think he's the greatest of all time. A lot of other people think he's the greatest of all time. There has to be fear. And I'm like, I'm sure there's fear with a lot of players and teams when they have to face LeBron James in the playoffs, because he's almost insurmountable. I would argue that he is for the most, you know, you know, there's, there's, very few blemishes in his career. So my argument from a psychological side would say, why are you letting anyone in LeBron? Like, like why I I appreciate the honesty. I think it's good when people are honest. So he's being honest, but why is he letting think about this quote again? I don't think I will ever get back to a hundred percent of my career. Well, there's, I look at this in a number of ways. And the only the only downside of it is if he if it's affecting him personally, because I'll tell you one thing, other teams, other coaches, they don't give a fuck if LeBron James says I'll never be fit. First of all, LeBron James on one leg is better than the majority of people to ever play in the NBA. So I can tell you with 100 percent certainty when they have to play a Clippers team in the playoffs and they go, Hey, Kawhi, you know, LeBron says his ankle isn't 100%. LeBron, Kawhi is going to be like, he's <laughs> like, he's going to laugh at the idea that he gives a fuck what LeBron James says about his ankle. He, like no one that's playing against LeBron James is going to be like, we got a hobbled LeBron. Let's kill this wounded animal. They're going to be like, he is a killer. He is going to kill us. Uh, is he even telling the truth? Is his ankle better than it? You know what I mean? Like he is this, is he playing possum? There is that angle. There's the possum angle for sure. But do you see what my angle is that? Why give anybody any little glimmer? I, I, I don't of, even think of, he, of weakness. I don't even, th- I don't even think he is. I don't even think he is. The only weakness, the only negative I can see is if he himself feels, you know, he if he if this shows that he no longer personally feels like, you know, Superman, if he if he feels that he is not, you know, unbeatable now, that's the only thing. And uh, listen, who's who are we to ever question like how LeBron motivates himself and how he whatever, because, again, he's the best ever. But I don't believe for a second that anybody that plays against LeBron or anybody that coaches against LeBron even believes him. Interesting. And if they do believe him, I don't think they give a shit. I don't think Paul George is like, oh, cool. Well, I get a 75% LeBron. I guess this is going to be fucking easy. I'm not saying guys don't think it'll be easy at all. I think guys are going to be like, well, this is this is bullshit because now he's going to fucking kill me and. I'm just, I'm just, hurt. I'm thinking about myself. If somebody tells me they don't think they're ever going to be hundred percent again, and they are the best player in the league and they have been for years and they have basically been unstoppable. I'm thinking, okay, 
that's going to, that's going to motivate me. Yeah. Dude. When I, well, I, I think, I think then he, he, then if he's playing against you, he just outsmarted you. But why he, he's essentially doing this. He's essentially doing the, uh, you know, the sugar Ray, you know, spinning his thing, hitting you with the left. Then like if, if you did that, you, you know, you bought it hook, line and sinker. He's putting it out there. He's fishing for guys to go, huh? Huh? And when he drives past him on the first play of the game, I'm like, fuck. I, okay. Well, he got me one play. Personally, I, I think he's being honest. I just think he's being transparent here. Uh, and, and he and he could be being transparent, but that doesn't like that doesn't change anything. What does that mean? He's not going to be okay. He's all right. So he's ninety eight percent LeBron. It's just I have I have viewed him. You now I think have. the I think I think the the Michael Rappaports of the world and the whatever. I think the. You know, the way to look at this is like, is he setting himself up in case they lose? Oh, I'll never be 100% again. Like, I know a lot of people are like, think that LeBron is very calculated and building in excuses for himself and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, the idea of it, it's, it's just all top for us to talk about. No, again, I don't, th I think that you are completely different from, Anybody who's playing against LeBron in the NBA. I don't think anybody in the NBA for one second believes that LeBron James is in some hobbled form. If he's oh, on I'm the not, basketball yeah, floor. Yeah, and I'm not saying hobble because I look, I, it was just for me. Minus that one, his first year with the Lakers. He's basically he's beaten Father Time so far. Now, but Father yeah. Time's on un, undefeated. But so my point is, it's it's almost like wow, is this real? You know, is 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 there going to be a decline? And I I've, obviously it's going to happen. It's how it works. Yeah. But to hear him saying that himself, you're like, whoa, this is this could be real. Now they need doesn't mean they can't win the title, but they do need. A healthy LeBron, at least. Do they I, need a fully healthy LeBron? No, I, I don't. No, I don't know. Don't. I don't know what that means. I mean, do, uh, do they need a fully healthy LeBron to win the title? No, I don't believe that they do. But I think that everybody else needs to. Like, if LeBron is not a hundred percent, and if he's closer to like eighty percent than he is a hundred percent, then they're going to need, uh, you know, a hundred percent Anthony Davis. They're going to need Schroeder to be back. They're going to need everybody else because the NBA is strong as shit. And there's a lot of good teams and there's a lot of good players. And that's, that's, you know, LeBron James's legacy that people who, you know, still doubt he's the greatest of all time. Don't consider is we're now talking about 15 years in how teams can beat LeBron and what needs to happen for teams to beat LeBron. Because for a long time, there were, it, what, the way to beat LeBron was stockpile the greatest players in the league. That, that's how, that's the only way it's going to happen. I mean, he went a decade where there, you know, see you in the finals, express train to the finals. Yeah. And I, and, and I don't think it's a, uh, you know, I don't think it's a matter of injury. I don't think it's a matter of, of, you know, 
him, his team falling off. I don't think it's a matter of them not being as good as whatever. I think it's a matter of LeBron's how, how long can one man be a, a, a an entire conference? It was going to end at some point and it, it's probably already ended. What's ended the, 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 the like dominant LeBron versus the world run. Well, I, I mean, we, I think we, we've already like, really, I mean, I mean, I mean he was, I mean, you could argue he was the MVP. He was right there in the MVP race until he gets injured. Yeah. But listen, Anthony Davis is a great player and you add him to a team, LeBron James last year, they win the title, but I don't think current day LeBron James is winning with a fucking flat earther and, you know, Kevin Love. Like there was a time and I know we like have hoisted some of these guys up where, you know, LeBron started the super team. He had fucking Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Like there was a time where LeBron James was winning titles with a flat earther and Kevin Love. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was five years ago. No, yeah. Yeah. Five years ago. But going to the finals every year, Della Vadova and Mozgov. That was Superman. That's that was the greatest we've ever seen. Scoring 50 points and fucking grabbing, you know, 14 boards and have 15 assists. Leading every single player in everything for a fucking finals series. That's un heard of and it's not going to be heard of anytime fucking soon you can have the greatest player in the game right now you can have the mvp if if the suns go on to win the finals or the nuggets go on to win the finals or the nets go on to win the finals or the bucks go on to win the finals Giannis is fucking great Giannis ain't leading everybody in assists might lead in rebounds might lead in blocks he might lead in points not leading in assists. Chris Paul might lead everybody in fucking points and steals and assists. He's not leading in rebounds. He's not leading in blocks. Jokic ain't scoring the most points in the series. That was Superman shit. And fucking a lot of people don't remember it. And a lot of people didn't give a credit for when it happened. No one's doing that shit ever again. I don't want to say ever again it, until, until, you know, until another fucking UFO crashes on earth with another Superman until the, the Kent family finds another six, nine, 245 pounds, super freak living in their barn. We're not seeing it again for a while. Yeah, but you never know with sports, right? Like we didn't think there was going to be a guy to compete with Jordan. And and the truth is LeBron came along really not that long after Jordan. I mean, actually, he entered the NBA just a couple of years after Jordan left the Wizards. Yeah, but we're again, and this is where this is the difference between, you know, the Jordan stands of the world and me. 
Michael Jordan didn't do it. So I know Michael Jordan's the goat. He didn't fucking do it, guys. He didn't do it. No one did it before him. The idea that somebody's going to come along and do it after him. Mm. Highly unlikely. Got that Eminem Superman song in my head right now. Yeah. It's a good song. It's on the M- Andy- Eminem. Eminem has become underrated at this point. I agree. I've actually been listening to a lot of him. I was so down. Riding that fucking riding mower in the Midwest. White t-shirt on. I'm putting in my earrings again, my hoop, my <laughs> uh my uh gold hoop earrings. My hair is blonde. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there is an eight mile road real close to where I live, too. <laughs> so I take the riding mower down there. Yeah. You should. Does by the way, I was thinking about this the other day. Does the riding riding mower have uh, miles on it? No, I don't think so. It's too bad. It'd be great to know how many miles you were riding on that mower. I mean, not that many, you know. But you know, they pile up quickly. I gotta get the blade sharpened. My buddy's gotta teach me how to do that. <laughs> You're such a fucking dad. Oh, I am. I'm going to have to get you a pair of fucking New Balance dad dad sneaks for your riding mower. I'm the most dad. I, I think I'm more, I think I could be more dad mode than my, again, my friends and some of my friends and family who have kids. Like, I basically identify as a dad at this point. <laughs> Fully. Everything I do. I can't believe it. I brought drink boxes to a fucking game. For not even my own child. And the irony is my nephew didn't even want the drink box. And my sister-in-law was like, oh, you even got organic drink boxes. Like, you know, I got to be healthy for the kids. You're the fucking dorky dad. I got your organic juice. Box. I want organic juice boxes. I want a fucking unlimited soda. Unlimited. Unlimited. You think uh, you think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up somewhere else? I mean, now the talk is that, you know, did you see the Schefter tweet that they're like exploring veteran QBs and stuff like. I don't know. And listen, I think there's I think the answer for for uh, Aaron Rodgers or like the the attitude we have to have Aaron Rodgers, like I feel like I'm the only person who has a reasonable Aaron Rodgers attitude like he's. What he's doing isn't cool, but it isn't like people are treating him like he is like, like screwing over the fucking pack. Like, I'm just like, I think the answer is in between. Like the guy is unhappy. He's expressed his unhappiness. They haven't done anything. He's the only reason they're relevant. And he's the MVP. Like, like, you know, is he holding the team hostage a little bit? Yeah. But like meet his fucking demands. Well, at this point, though, why, why, why don't you just air every? It's like it's all leaking. Why can't Aaron just air everything out? Like, go on Pat McAfee's show because Pat's going to be real and just say, "Hey, man, this is all the this is all the things that are going on in my head. These are all my issues with the with the team. Why not just air it all out and just get it done with?" I mean, I think the only. Uh answer to that question that maybe makes sense is um 
maybe he doesn't want to be there. And I don't think he can say that. Like, can he say like, I, I like come and get me giants. You know, I wanted to go to the Niners. Like, I, I think, I think he can, I, but why not just air every problem he has out? He, yeah. Why can't he air it out? What would be the problem with that? I mean, I'm, I'm at, what I'm asking, is there like, is it legal? Is it, is there a, uh, is there a tampering thing? Like, I want to play for the Dolphins. Why f- fucking Dolphins straight for me? Like, but that's, I guess that's being like extra honest. Yeah. I don't know if he can say teams. I don't know the rules, but I, I think, right. Things are getting leaked or purposely then to an Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or someone in the press. I also think Aaron Rod, like I, I, I'm also not going to defend Aaron Rodgers like as a person. Like it seems like he's definitely a prickly guy. He doesn't get along with his family. He doesn't whatever. And that's what I was trying to say last episode. And I felt like you shot me down. Well, f- well, I'm I, I'm just saying I'm not defend- like, uh, listen, he doesn't have to like his family. Yeah, but, I'm not uh, saying he does, but but I feel again my 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 thing last episode was I, first of all I like Aaron Rodgers like like I don't think anybody I don't think any of us know Aaron Rodgers I think we sure. only know what Aaron Rodgers shows us and I think Aaron Rodgers is more calculated than most people you know we always talk about oh LeBron this and and whatever like Aaron Rodgers is a very you know calculated thing like remember the stories coming out last year of him you know with the like the, his his weird weirdness and his weird ticks it was like those were endearing but we didn't hear about them in for till 10 years into his career no you're right he is calculated obviously i mean to just drop at the awards show that he's engaged to shailene woodley you know what i'm saying like like that's a and, cow- and what's and and i mean the the question marks surrounding him and his relationships and his everything sexuality whatever sure. has always been there like i think there's a lot about aaron Rodgers we don't know that we'll learn after the fact but I take it back down to the, the base level. Forget all that. You have the MVP. You have, in my opinion, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever walk the face of the earth. You're, he's the only reason that you are relevant. You fucking gave away a lot of his career with that shithead Mike McCarthy that you fucking held on to for too long. And he didn't push the, you know, the issue when McCarthy was there and he should have. Yeah. And it cost him five years of his career, at least because he wasn't the guy who came out and said, Mike McCarthy's a fucking boob, get rid of him. And now he's going, the GM's a fucking boob, get rid of him. And people are like, yeah, you know, what's going on with Rogers. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like, he's not going to make the same mistake twice. He's going, I want a fucking receiver. This guy refuses to give it to me. It's almost like he's mocking me at this point. Fuck him. It's me or him. And somewhere Terry Bradshaw's, I would stick with the GM. (laughs) Terry Bradshaw. He's also, as we know, the same guy who would have chosen Mike McCarthy over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That was what I was referencing, Andy. Terry Bradshaw is the definition <laughs> of boomer of old head. Yeah. Like the phrase old head. 
I mean, he's the definition of old head because literally, look at his head. It looks so old. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw has been bald since the 70s. And by the way, that guy has a history, too, for anybody who doesn't know. He had major problems. I think he's still, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think he still disassociated himself with the Steelers organization. Isn't that correct? I I don't know. Like, I think they've had issues. You, you certainly don't see it a lot. You don't see a lot of Bradshaw and Steelers gear at, at Steelers games. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Like, they had a major fallout, and he had some issues when he played for them. And yes, I want to see, did he ever have hair? Is there, is there visual evidence of Terry Bradshaw, the original TB? <laughs> the original TB12. I want to do a face swap of Bradshaw's hair with Tom Brady and Brady with Bradshaw, the two TBs. I, I love it. I want Brady to come into Buck's training camp. What is that coming in the window? Oh, it's the Jay Lloyd signal. <laughs> it's bright out there. I'm glad you got some sun finally, man. I'm concerned. Me? You're stuck in a. Well, that I mean, the sun's been here the whole time, but yeah, I'm still in the dark corner. I just leaned into it a little bit. Are you going to get a chance to golf? I hope so. I think that's the plan. I think the plan is to golf on Saturday. But, you know, one thing you take for granted when you're in Southern California is this. This water that falls from the skies in other places. Sure, it, it, it may be it may be sky water day on Saturday. Did you bring your minimal golf bag? Of course I did, Andy. I used the. They have they have the little. Actually, I brought the rain cover that comes with a little rain cover that you can put on the bag. I put that on, shoved it in my, uh, shoved it in my travel bag, and I'll tell you, Andy, when I took my clubs here the last time. It was one thing. You put it on the plane. When I put my minimal bag on the plane, I, I was like, it was like seeing a kid off to school. I was like, maybe I should take the, uh, maybe I should take the Bluetooth speaker with me. Maybe yeah. I should take the, uh, you know, it was like, I was like, guys, uh, there is a uh, hand painted logo of my face on this bag. So if you don't mind, could you put it, can we put a fragile sticker on this? Sure. But man, I am so excited at the prospect of pulling this out on the course here in St. Louis and, and, and blowing some Midwest minds. Yeah. So the what minimal... is this fancy California bag you got? Is that your face on it? Yeah, guys, if you're a golfer, you got to get yourself a minimal golf bag. The new bag version 2.0 will be dropping May 25th. So if you want that, they are offering some pre-sales. So go check all their great, products out at minimalgolf.com joe just alluded to it they have a great waterproof bluetooth speaker which is now adding a few more hours they got the solar power bank the phone charger the tractable cable which you can charge everything um the upgraded version again which drops may 25th you're gonna have longer battery life um just they've so got many a, they've got a rangefinder pocket now yeah i mean it's the thing I love about the minimal bag. In addition to obviously that they will do a, they will do custom artwork for you and the, the phone pocket, which is incredible. You know, I, I, I have talked about it a number of times. I really feel like the number one reason my golf game improves is because of that phone pocket. Cause I can look at my swing self-diagnose, but the simple things on the minimal bag, the magnet closures, like it's just so easy. It's so simple. Yeah. It's so sleek. 
it's I, you know, you've called it the you know the Rodney Dangerfield bag. Yeah, the Caddyshack bag. Yeah, and I've called it the Tesla of golf bags. But it's it's so pimp. Yeah, literally every time I go someplace, people are like, "What is with this bag?" And yeah. I'm so like, so if you're a golfer or if you want to upgrade your current golf game, simply go to minimalgolf.com, get yourself a bag. Again, version 2.0 will drop May 25th, so you can get those pre-orders in and uh, let them know Dirty Sports sent you. Yeah, let them know. You want to hear some calls? Let's do it, Andy. Actually, I'm going to pivot on that. I think we should discuss the Vietnam vet who claimed he lived in the vet for three years. No, I think we should do calls. Okay, let's do, we'll do calls then, I guess. <laughs> we'll start off with a, a call, a stone call. Ooh, stony baloney. This is a random one, and we'll just start off with it. It just made me laugh. I heard it just before we started recording. Great. Hey, what's up, boys? It's Ray from Tom's River, New Jersey, calling in. I just smoked the bowl real quick. So, yeah, I just, you know, you guys are my homies. Been listening since episode 25, but I'll keep it quick. So, yeah, I'm telling you, this, this isn't a sports question, but I'm currently uh, selling solar panels right now. It's pretty good money. I just want to hear your opinion. I'm like, hey, what do you think solar happening? I mean, it might be a little boring, but, hey, you know, it's, what do you guys do about solar panels? You guys are, you know, pretty – Pretty open-minded, but appreciate you guys. I uh, look forward to listening to the show. Hopefully, this is a live call. That'll be pretty funny. But uh, <laughs> condoms all for uh, Goons and Coons. Fuck that guy. Aaron Rodgers, GM. Fuck him. Bro, I, I had to play. What is this dude talking about? He wants our <laughs> well, take on all, solar panels. And he think, dude, it was, if it was a live call, I would answer the phone. Yeah. I hope this is a live call. Maybe maybe it's <laughs> hope we were going to play it live. First of all, Awesome. Second of all, do you know Kyle? I mean, you we have two Tom's River dirt balls. Yeah, we've discussed this before. I don't know if you remember that. I, I don't. I don't. Have we had a call from him before? Yes. Oh, okay. You guys got to hang out. Anyway, I'm very in favor of solar. You know what the problem, though, is? What? It, it's just, yeah, anything that's going to be more environmentally friendly is, is good. They, they've had... So like the California will offer hella rebates, but the problem is I've followed this with, you know, I'm a big Bill Maher guy. Like I like Bill Maher a lot. And yeah, I see the smirk. I've, I've, I've followed Bill Maher for years. Yeah. Uh, Do you dog? Yeah. But uh, he's documented. Obviously he's going to try all these things again for rebates and to be environmentally friendly. He's documented how it's been a complete disaster at his house and his own residence. In what regard? Like they can't, like he needs, however it works. Let me, let me, cause I'm not as familiar with how all this works. Cause I used to live in a, in your, we were, we didn't hang out that much. This is pre dirty sports. When I lived in the place on four street, the place that I lived in the, in the guest garage and did like their Airbnb. She had solar panels. The, the lady who ran the Airbnb. She had solar panels on the house and she would get money from the electric company. Like they gave her money. So he's got this solar panel shed. It even has its own Twitter, which is funny. It's his Bill Mars solar panel shed has its own Twitter. I mean, it doesn't have any followers. So I, I just put in, cause I knew this was the thing I put in into Google, Bill Maher solar power and uh 
you know, here's a headline. Bill Maher has waited over a thousand days to get solar. So whatever he did. Seems like a real, real specific issue with solar that you have. You're like, it, it's really Bill Maher struggling to get solar. So, I mean, let's let's tap the brake on solar power to till Bill Maher can figure it out. If Bill Maher can't figure it out, I don't think the rest of the world is going to get fucking solar. I, hey, Bill Maher, call fucking Dave from Tom's River, New Jersey. Like, have you thought so, about that? So there's this blog from just six weeks ago called Bill Maher's Solar Failure. And somebody writes, I regularly watch Bill Maher on HBO and his rants about not being able to get his solar project online are becoming tedious. So somebody's complaining. Um, and, and they're documenting all this. And somebody think this is my this might be my favorite Andy Ruther take ever. Andy Ruther, how do you like it's like you're running for president? How do you feel? Uh uh, Mr. Ruther, how do you feel about solar power? Yeah, until Bill Maher figures it out, I think we should tap the brakes. On, oh, on, I'm not. I'm not anti-solar. I'm not anti-solar. All I was saying was I like Bill Maher, and I know he's complained a lot about this on his show. I know, but and also I was like, well, what's the issue? And you're like, I don't know. I just know Bill Maher is really struggling with it. <laughs> That's why, all I know. Is, you're like, why is he struggling with it? I I actually don't know that. I just know Bill Maher can't get solar at his house. That's all I know. But um, shout out to Tom's River, New Jersey, dude, who uh, maybe he can help Bill Maher. Bill Maher, who's also from New Jersey. So maybe. Maybe we just made a love connection. Maybe our guy who left the call and Bill Maher, who also is a huge marijuana advocate. And just a like Mets fan. Yeah. So I think th this guy and Bill Maher need to link up. I don't have Bill Maher's number, bro, so I can't help you. But uh Reach out to him. Reach out to his people. Yeah. Here, here's a good next call. I, I, I like this next call. I think we have a possible conspiracy going on here. Okay, I love it. About the NFL draft. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. Uh, just talking about the NFL draft attendees. Um, so it's one of two things. Either one, it is the biggest fucking low-life losers in the world. Or two paid actors by the NFL. If you notice, there were a group of um, Rams fans there. They didn't even have a fucking pick in the draft, the first <laughs> round of the draft. So these motherfuckers are flying all the way across country, like during a pandemic, to Cleveland for nothing, for no reason, to dress up like fucking losers. These are grown adults. So I'm wondering if you think and these people, the NFL is hiring these people as paid actors later. I think this one has legs to it. I like I it. I 100% agree. I think that, uh, stop, you're both right. Uh, there are a lot of fat losers there. And there's also definitely some paid actors. I mean, I think the Rams fan, I mean, this is going to have to be another DSPN investigates. Like I want to find those Rams fans. And, and be like, hey, we want to have you on our show and 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 talk to them. Like, oh, uh, you know, where do you guys live? Why are you Rams fans? Uh, I mean, who's your favorite Rams player? They're going to be I like, thought, oh, Marshall Falk. You're like, oh, this is suspect. I thought of that when they showed the Rams fans. I remember thinking to myself, wait a second. Diehard Rams fans and Rams jerseys and Rams yeah. gear in Cleveland? Rams fans don't show up till 
Rams games till the third quarter, but now they're going to, they're going to Cleveland. And if if Joe Chabelli's not in Cleveland for the draft, no Rams fan are. Also, I don't know if you remember this. The Rams were paying actors when they were doing certain NFL events. Do you remember around the playoffs to give better fanfare for Fox? Do you remember this? No, but I believe it. So when Fox was setting up uh, around the stadium, multiple times, Craigslist ads leaked. They didn't even leak. It was posted that they were looking for actors to be paid to dress up as Rams fans. And this happened multiple times. So there's already a precedent for this, specifically with the Rams. And I agree. I think I think it's a combo. I think you have legit fans yeah. who are like, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the gigantic, obese Cleveland Browns <laughs> fan with the dog mask on. He was that's legit. real. That's real. Yeah. The 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 hot blonde chick who's there in a Rams jersey. She was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 diehard group of Jags fans did not drive up yeah. or hop in a plane from Jacksonville. Yeah. To watch Trevor Lawrence. That was wasn't even swing, there. That was he not was, swing man nine. <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence wasn't even there. Trevor Lawrence yeah. didn't even he, he was with his family. So there was no Jags fan who showed up in Cleveland. A hundred percent agree. I think I think our boy Jew is right. <laughs> is that Mister? You can't cancel that... me. You can't cancel me because that is apparently his name. <laughs> it's just you. It's not Mister Jew. It's just no. Jew. Yeah. Okay, we got to get to Nick Yardley. Nick Yardley is out of control. I love Nick Yardley. I One of too. my favorite dirt balls of all time. That three one five crew, lunatics, and I love every each and every one of them. What Let a me, diver, what a diverse crew of lunatics! Can we just start playing some of these calls? We'll break them down quickly. Yeah. He's just leaving calls left and right. Yeah, and I know he's lit. So yeah. he left. He left the call about me fighting Taylor Swift. Another segment, an, a new dirty sports segment we called leaving the Yardley. So he's leaving these calls lit. Let's just get through a few of his. Uh... Oh, wait, there was another one. <laughs> there was another one last night. I think we got to go blind into that one. Ooh, dangerous game. Prano this is a dangerous game. It is a dangerous game. But just remember the opinions, the thoughts and opinions expressed by any caller on the Dirty Sports podcast do not reflect the views of the host of the Dirty Sports podcast. Thank you. We needed that disclaimer. All right. This is last night. I have not heard it. Hey, yo, it's Charlie. Yo, if you're a wrestler, what song be your rock out? Hey, yo, that British baddie, bro. She can suck me up, huh? Hey, yo, peace. What? What was that last part? Let me replay this. Hey, yo, it's Charlie. Yo, if you're a wrestler, what song be your rock out? Hey, yo, that British baddie, bro. She can suck me up, huh? <laughs> hey, yo, Pete. Oh, the Br- I think he means the British. The voicemail is the British woman. I don't know if he said. So he wants the AI wants to, the, su- to suck him off. He wants the British AI voice to suck him off. 
Yardley, I told you, he's out of control. Isn't there a Joaquin, isn't there a Joaquin Phoenix movie about that? Yeah, I've seen it where the voice is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. He, he basically falls there in love with his AI. His iPhone. Yeah. So Yardley, yeah. shout out to Yardley down in Amarillo. I think he's down in Amarillo still with the sod poodles. After these calls, he will no longer have this a job. But sorry, lit. bro. Yeah. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions expressed by Nick Yardley do not reflect those thoughts and opinions of the Amarillo sod poodles. So, if I, of course, Yardley's a wrestling fan. If I... I mean, I th- I feel like I need Nick Yardley and uh, who's our who's our boy from their broadcast booth? Who's, Sammy Levitt. Fucking yeah, who's great by the way? I follow him on TikTok. Uh, Levitt's got a legit fun TikTok. Uh, I think Yardley and Levitt need their own uh, podcast. Where where Levitt is like the controlled has yeah Levitt's like a professional broadcaster yes. and Yardley's just like if you had a fuck one. Automated voice. What fucking automated voice would you fuck? <laughs> if you had to fuck Siri or Alexa, who'd you fuck? You're like, what? Dude, he's out Siri of control. Really fucking hotter. Can, can I get through a few? I got to get through a few of these calls. I was telling you about this. I was like, Yardley just. I would keeps- go with bad, bad. To answer his question, to answer his question, I'd go with bad, bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> and that would be my, uh, that would be my wrestling name too. I Leroy would go. Brown. To, I would go. Comes to bad, bad Leroy Brown. I would come out to it. Adam's man, the whole damn town. I'll come out to its raining men. Uh, okay. Here's another. Let's just go through a few of the Yardley drunk calls. This one is at 7.45 a.m. So this is. By the way, your character, if you come out to its raining men, should be rain man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely going definitely gonna to pin you. Yeah. that's That fit me. Okay. Let's see what's going on here. Yo, it's Yardley. Hey, Jonah, let me ask you this. What was the most degenerate moment of your life? We had a concert tonight at the stadium at Hashtown. We had uh, fucking pod seating, but then at the last minute, these fuckers rushed the stage. I laid out a couple fuckers, but, uh, you know, if I was there, I'd, <laughs> I'd be running wild too. So let me hear the most degenerate moment. Hey, yo, Joe, go New York, go New York, go. Hey, let's go back to Ayo Andy. Square up. Peace. <laughs> well, he he's a, he tried to fight you at the end. He's no, the no, Amir no, no. Gar- he's the Amir Garrett. No, 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 no. You, you're missing that. First of all, he's he's laughing to himself. He's he's delirious. He that's the line. Remember, he said, I remember. I remember square up. I know, but he also said square up to you. He's saying, yo, Andy. No, he's saying not to me. He's just saying square up in general. The phrase. OK, OK. I don't think he's trying to square up to me. Okay. Uh, who knows? I don't know what, I mean, what a vague question. I, I know the most degenerate moment in my life, which is hilarious. Uh, it was like, I was in high school and my buddy, Jamie Irish, who I probably shouldn't shout him out like this, but he doesn't care. He's a savage. He's also like literally the best teacher in the world. Um, he, came to my house in high school and he was like bro let's get drunk and i was like okay so we went first we like went to the store and bought like we bought like a six pack of booze or like a 12 pack i think it was my we might have even bought like no it was definitely beers we bought like a 12 pack of beers with like a fake id and then i was like yo like my parents are chill but like we can't just show up at my house with 12 pack of beers and just like start smashing beers we're like 16 and he's like, let's go to the fucking local hockey rink 
and smash beers there. So like two degenerate 16 year olds show up. And I mean, it's out of a movie. We are sitting in the corner watching like 10 year old peewee hockey smashing beers. And this fucking coach skates off the ice and he comes over and he goes, one, take your beers and get the fuck out of here. And two, take your fucking beers and get the fuck out of here. And we just started dying. We're like, bro, you said the same thing twice. We're yeah. like wasted. We're like, why did you do two? You should have just told us. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then we went home and the fucking cop showed up and they're like, hey, uh, we had reports that you guys were like smashing beers at like a PB hockey game. And I was like, yeah, sorry about that. Um and I've never felt like more of a degenerate. Like who does that? It was, it was so like fucking, you know, it was so, uh, what's the kid in, uh, in bad news bears, you know, Kelly Lee, he's like showing up, like drinking beers on his fucking motorcycle outside the little yeah. game, like getting, getting harassed by the coach. I mean, it'd be tough for me to choose. Like I got some moments. Um, I mean, obviously me, taking my dad's car while my buddies run outside. I've been drinking all night. Them opening the front door in the driveway saying, yo, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to white castle. It's like 3 AM. No, 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 dude, you're hammered. And then me saying, okay, I'll pull it back in the driveway. And then I peel off <laughs> and then they follow me. And then I veer off the road, run over a fire hydrant. seems like that's the moment. Friends open the car door. They they always remind my first line was, Man, I'm fucking wasted. And they're like, No shit, dude. They leave. I leave this. The woman of the house comes out. I leave the scene of the crime. The cops are waiting for me at my parents' house to arrest me. I mean, that was pretty bad. All for White Castle. Yeah, that and the time you woke up leaving from the ear on this downtown street in LA. Yeah, I mean, I got some, I got some really brain damage. I got some savage uh, girl stories. Yeah, you've which, also shit in a dryer, whatever it was. Yeah, no, I shit in a washer. Sorry, I gave an upper decker to a a sorority when I was like twenty seven. I mean, I've done a lot. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, if I put it together a top ten list, it'd be it'd be tough to even find. Like the 10. Anyway, I'm past all that, guys. I'm now bringing juice boxes to a fucking baseball game. That's where I'm at. I lose your prano. We are back. Was that me? Who? It seems like it must have been you, right? Weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, did you hear me saying now I am bringing juice boxes to baseball games? So, yes, I did. I did. That was in and out. Savage days are done. Okay. Do we have time? Let's get one more yardly call. By the way, we're in savage territory over here. So we went to the game last night. We were supposed to go back to the game today and just got a text from one of the fam here. I've been throwing up since nine. Too much whiskey. I'm sorry. I can't make the game today. This is why I don't whiskey. I'm like, man. Unreal. We are do we so want to do one more to go to the Cardinals game today? Do we want to do one more yardly call? Yeah. We're, we're already playing them. Sure. All right. This one is from this week in Yardley. This one is 5.51 p.m. Sunday, April 25th. 
cannot hear that. Oh, okay. Damn it. Okay. Let me see what this did. All right. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe we just end the show. <laughs> Sorry. Right. That's great. I got, I, I, I got a ball game. to Yeah. You, you got a ball game and, and I'll be honest. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, the hotline is 310-359-8365. My apologies for whatever tech issues we're having here at the end. Call if um, you're call if you're lit. Yeah. Follow Nick Yardley. Call if you're lit. Yeah. Anything else? I got nothing else to push. No. Uh, you know, uh, I got some shows coming up this weekend in St. Louis. Um, I'm hosting the shows Friday and Saturday at Helium. I'm hosting the shows, guys. So uh, I think I've said that on every podcast where I push in this, but a couple of people are like, dude, you're not on the calendar. And I'm like, yeah, I'm hosting the shows. I'm opening for Ryan Long. So uh, that's the shows you want to buy tickets for. I'll be in San Francisco in a couple of weeks. I think I've added actually a third night to my run in San Francisco. So a couple of weeks from now, go to JoePrano.com. Uh, I'm doing shows there. Then Alaska at the end of the month. Then San Diego in the beginning of June. Uh, follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. Thank you. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay nerdy. <laughs>